Hi guys, Kurt here. Before we get to the episode, I just kind of wanted to give it an intro. Very special episode. It's a patron episode, and I don't mean a patron-exclusive episode where you have to pay to hear it. I wanted everybody to hear this episode. I mean, this is the first episode where I've had a patron guest. His name is Elijah Hendrickson. He's 10 years old, and he's the son of Todd Hendrickson, who you guys might have heard on the Cheshire Demon episode and the Debbie Moffat episode. Good friend of mine. His son, Elijah, was a fan of the show, or is a fan of the show, and uh, asked if he could be on it. And I said, 100% yes, definitely. Really didn't know what he was going to do. All I knew was that he had something planned. And I said, yeah, let's do this. I'm excited for it. And I'm so glad I did because it's a fantastic episode. It's an informative episode. He came with notes. He came prepared. He knew exactly what he wanted to talk about. And boy, was it informative. I loved it. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. And it's also the last episode of 2018. So I wanted to take a second to thank everyone for all the support you've given me over the first year of Paranormal Almanac. I cannot wait to jump right into the second year of Paranormal Almanac and see where it goes. I'm going to have a, hopefully, I'll have another episode out for you guys tomorrow, the first episode of 2019, on the first day of 2019. That's the plan. Let's see if I can stick to it. But I hope you guys got everything you wanted for the holidays. I hope you guys stay safe and happy for New Year's. And I can't wait to see what 2019 brings for me, for you, and for Paranormal Almanac. Enjoy this episode, guys. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac... Wait, I'm not going to say it. Hold on. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of... Paranormal Almanac. There we go. We have a special guest. We have patron extraordinaire, Elijah Hendrickson. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Tell us... All right, so you got to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. How how do I know you, first of all, and how old you are, where are... You know, anything you want to say. So... My dad is... Your dad? Yeah, Todd. He's a buddy of mine, yes. You guys might remember Todd and Jamie from the Debbie Moffat episode, and Todd and Jamie from one of the first episodes, actually. So they've actually been on it a couple of times. Um, And Todd's son, Elijah, is a, um, I guess, I'm I'm just going to say it, you're a fan of the show. Can I say that? Yeah. See? He's a fan of the show. And luckily... He also knows what he's talking about when it comes to cryptids, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? So, he was nice enough to accept my invitation to be on the show, um, which I think is awesome. I want to have some more of the patrons on the show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but he's not going to tell us what he's going to be talking about just yet, because first we have shout-outs. We got Keith, Vanessa, Troy, Veronica, nope, yeah, Veronica, Amber, Nick, Manning, Jeff, Megan, Kat, Martin, Lash, Kira, Maggie, hi Maggie, Laura O., Anthony, these three people right here, Dan, Angie, Matt, Laura, Chuck, Travis, Sarah, David, Nanashi, Michaela, Heidi, Rachel, Lindsay, Juliana, Edgar, Sarah, J. Mark, Carolyn, 
Jim Jade, Pablo, Laura, Shani, Jeff, Dill, Laura, Daniel, Laura, and Autumn. Go over to patreon.com slash paranormal almanac and join up there. You get a lot more content. You get a lot more prizes. I'm making coins right now that are exclusive to patrons only. And there's going to be different coins for different levels of the Patreon. You guys are going to get a coin. You're actually oh, yes. going to get a coin. but And they've actually seen the prototypes of the coin, which, if I do say so myself, they look pretty good. All right, but next up... Oh, I'm sorry. Now we can go over to storeenvy.com, search Paranormal Almanac for all your Paranormal Almanac... What am I trying to say? Paranormal Almanac article of clothing needs. You can go over there. You can get shirts and hats and... Bags and mugs, whole bunch of stuff, including, oh wait, I can't say it in front of him, now I feel weird saying it, including Don't Shoot Bigfoot mug, which is uh, seems to be very popular. It's on the coin as well. All right, next up we got paranormal news. The first one is, puzzling Montana shooting blamed on Sasquatch mistake. I thought you were a Bigfoot. Authorities say a man in Montana was almost shot by a still unidentified gunman who claimed he mistook the victim for the elusive, mythical Bigfoot. How it's unidentified still, if they caught the gunman, I don't quite understand, but that's what the news article says. The Idaho Statesman reports that Helena residents told police he was preparing for target practice on public lands when someone started shooting at him on Sunday. Now, I will say that I looked at the photo of the guy. He doesn't look anything like Bigfoot. Uh, he was wearing bright orange, which Bigfoot doesn't. And this leads me to the main thing of... Don't shoot at Bigfoot. He says, we're working to find the person. It's of great concern that, that this individual might think it's okay to shoot at anything he thinks is Bigfoot. And that's not okay. Next up, we have another Bigfoot sighting. This one is, monstrous creature turned its head and looked straight at our car, a Kentucky woman says. This one took place in the eastern Kentucky town of Sandy Hook, prompting an investigation by the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. So Sandy Hook's about 100 miles east of Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. She described it as a walking tree, which is the worst description of Bigfoot I've ever heard. Uh, his re The report stopped short of declaring it was Bigfoot, but it remains a popular theory that that's what this woman saw. The woman who declined, who, who declined to be named is reported to have seen a creature while she was a passenger in her husband's vehicle about 7.45 p.m. on October 18th. At some point, I started screaming, there's something on the road, the woman says. I was looking at this thing, which is at least seven foot tall, the color of a tree. It turned its head and looked straight at our car. Now, the woman's husband, who was driving, mind you, said he really didn't see anything except for maybe a strange shadow. I don't know how the driver saw less than the passenger, but there you go. The entire episode lasted only three to five seconds, and the animal was nearly a hundred feet away. And that about does it for Paranormal News, which means we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Elijah Hendrickson and whatever he wants to talk about. And we're back. That's right. We're back with Elijah. Elijah, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? I'm 10 years old. 10 years old? How long have you been into the paranormal and the cryptids and everything? As long as I started hearing your episode. Sweet! How many cryptids can you name? Go! Bigfoot, oh, Yeti, wow. He's doing it. Loch Ness Monster, uh, Sasquatch, I guess. Now that's, that's, hey, that counts. 
No, that was enough. I was just kidding. You didn't have to actually really do that. All right, what are we going to talk about today? The Yeti. The Yeti. Why Why the Yeti? Because I have been studying the Himalayan mountains at school. Really? Yeah. What, like, did, did they mention the Yeti at school, though? No, just the Himalayan mountains. Oh, uh, that's not cool. So they're talking about the place where the Yeti lives, and yet they haven't mentioned the Yeti? Yeah. I hope you raised your hand and told the teacher that... There's a thing called the Yeti that lives there. No. Ah. So, all right, so you're talking about the Himalayan mountains, and you decided, like, oh, well, that's perfect, because I already know about this thing called the Yeti, so I want to talk about him? Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to turn the microphone over so we can all learn just a little bit about the Yeti. Oh, did you read any specific books to get prepared? The Bigfoot book. The Bigfoot book. Is that the Bigfoot book, The Encyclopedia of Sasquatch, Yeti, and Cryptid Primates? Yeah. By Nick Redfern? Yeah. It's a good book. I like everything about that book. Actually, I do want that book. I'm not even kidding. When I took a photo of it a second ago, I really want that book. Um, that's cool. All right, well, I'll turn it over to you, buddy. The Yeti, or Abomino Snowman, is an ape-like creature that supposedly lives in the Himalayan Mountains. Siberian. All right, hold on. I got a problem already. Supposedly, it it lives there, right? That's what my dad. <laughs> I made him put in that qualifier, man. <laughs> yes, on my first copy, I just said lives. I agree. I agree. Call me out on that. And the Loch Ness monster is not a monster, right? See, it's just a creature. All right, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So, yes, you're right. It's supposedly, but it does. Lives in the Himalayan mountains. Siberia and Soviet Central Asia. It might be a relative to Bigfoot. I like it. I like everything about it so far. Most reports of the Yeti say it is really tall. The height range from a tall human to almost 20 feet tall. Whoa, wait. What? Almost 20 feet tall? Yeah. That's like a tree. Yeah. All right. I dig that. That's cool. I'm just going to keep jumping in and butting in every time. So as soon as you get the, your rhythm going, I'm going to keep stopping you. Sorry, go ahead. Most sightings put them up at about 12 or 13 feet tall. Like with sightings of Bigfoot, most people report seeing a creature that walks on two legs and is covered in hair or fur. The colors of the fur range from here white to brown or black. Written reports of the Yeti go back about 300 years to manuscripts. Written by the Lepcha people. Hey, that's like me. The the, the what people? Lepcha? Yep. Lepcha, yeah, you got See, it. See, you got it. You said it way better than I would have. I would have messed it up about 12 times, had to edit all that out, and then still messed it up and apologize. So you got it right on the first try. Who are native to the area. The name Yeti comes from the Sherpa people of eastern Nepal who have known about the Yeti since they moved to Nepal between... The late 15th and early 16th century. So that's been a while. It's been a big, big while. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to drop some, some info in on that, too. Um, you know, the Lepcha people, are they, they, they can't trace their lineage back. To and, what? Wait, what do you mean? Um, the Lepcha people have been around so long, they're just considered indigenous. Really? Meaning that's over, what, a thousand years, I think? Yeah. So they've been around for a while. The Sherpas, the newcomers in there, they've been around, uh, what do you say, late... Late fifteenth, late fifteenth and early sixteenth century, yeah. 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 So the Sherpas just showed up. The Lepcha people knew about it way back then, and then um, so we're talking like four or five hundred years. That's crazy. Yeah, and the, the manuscripts they found were from the Lepcha. I'm assuming probably 
I'm trying to think if the Lepcha practiced Mun or if they practiced Buddhism. Because the, they're kind of really intertwined in that area, too. So, these people that have been around for a thousand years have been talking about the Yeti for close to a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So, at least 600 years. So, there's no way that there's not something up there, then. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. I'm with you on that. It couldn't just be one human just living up there for 600 years. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. It can't be just one thing. It's got to be a a population. Yeah. Because, although I guess we don't know how long a Yeti could live. But if it's anything like a bear or something like that, you figure it probably has, we'll go even crazier and say 60-year lifespan. So a 60-year lifespan for 600 years minimum. I, don't, I was told there'd be no math on this. That's a lot of that's a lot of Yetis. Yeah. Hundred, hundreds of Yetis. That's what I'm going to guess. It's going to be hundreds of Yetis that have been seen for you know hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, to have two distinct cultures reporting the same thing, you know, from relatively vast areas, because you know the Sherpas had to come from somewhere else. The Lepcha people, you know, I guess they're indigenous, been there for thousand years plus. Now, I might be skipping ahead, but I want to ask a question. Does it say if the Lepcha people have had, how they revere the Yeti, or do they, have they had run-ins? Are they afraid of them? Do they, are they think of them of gods? If you don't know, it's cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, I am skipping ahead. We can wait. Native, it's literally one sentence. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Go for it. Native, native traditions think that the Yeti may be a mountain guardian or some and some temples have relics of the Yeti, like fur bones. Wait, they really? To be sacred. So not like the not the 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 Buddhist temple that they think that isn't a real Yeti scalp, but there's other temples that have actual yeah. Yeti things on there. Man, why can't we go see those then? Why aren't those out there? I'm not asking you really. I'm just curious. I, that'd be cool. What was that yeah. scalp? What did that turn out to be? That was a, a orangutan. That was orangutan. Because there's another story about another. Another temple there that had a that had a scalp that, that said it was some kind of some kind of relative of a goat. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah the one that Josh the, did. Yeah. See, the problem yeah. with with the, the Lepcha people is they're very literal. As reading up a little bit on it, and they were saying that the problem is with their way of thinking. If a thing appears to be a thing, it is that thing. Sure. So it's there's no perception of, of some whether something's real or not. Yeah, there's no no reason for the needed need for proof. It is that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it really kind of muddies the water on when they when they have these these artifacts on what's what exactly. So they're not afraid of it. They, they honor it and they... Yeah. Interesting. All right. Continue on. I'm digging this so far. I have some stories about the Yeti. Sure. I'd love to hear some stories about the Yeti. Wait, are they personal stories? Have you seen the Yeti? No. I oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah, no. Let's, let's, let's hear some stories about the Yeti. The first reported sighting of the Yeti early 1830s during an expedition by Brian Hogson, a mountain climber. He saw what he called a wild man. He said he was covered in dark hair, walked on two legs, and had no tail. His guides thought it was a demon and ran away. Huh. <laughs> so everybody ditched him, basically. Yes. Oh, awesome. That's nice. Wait, let me say, let me ask you this question then. If you're this guy, you're with your guides... You see a Yeti, and your guides take off. What are you going to do? What would you have done? I would probably... Would you take off, or would you go closer to the Yeti? Maybe go closer, because I don't think he was that close. Like, if I want to know what it really is. So you'd investigate. I like that. That's a good answer. That's what I would do as well. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, 
five feet close to me and I see it already and it looks like it's going to kill me, I would go off. I think that's a good plan as well, as would I. I wouldn't get anywhere closer than 100 feet, but, you know, close enough to see it, see what it is. Yeah. And obviously... Maybe take a picture. I was going to say, and take a photo. Exactly. So, go for it, man. Yeah, yeah. Many famous explorers say that they have either seen the Yeti or have found footprints in the snow that look like a giant human's. Some of those people include mountaineers Eric Shipton and Sir Edmund Hillary, N.A. Topazit. That's about as good as I was going to get, but what, uh... Tombazi. Tombazi, photographer, and the American oil baron. Baron. Oh, so, all right, so this guy was a photographer, and this was in the 1800s, so so he, he got a good photo of the Yeti then, right? Of course not. Of course not, because they never do. All the seconds, photographers. Seconds too late is what he said. It was just too fast to get a good get a good photo off. Yeah. What year was this? That one. That one I want to say was from the fifties. Oh, really? Yeah. That the these reports he's talking about. The first one he said was eighteen thirties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rest of them are kind of spread across time. Sure. Um, up to modern day. Which is good because, again, like you were saying a minute ago, these sightings are still happening. So there's obviously something up there and a bunch of them. And the American oil baron? Mm-hmm. Tom Slick. Yeah. That's a real name. I was going to say, that you made that up, dude. <laughs> that, the oil baron Tom Slick. That, I'm a guess. Hunting for I'm yetis. A, I'm a guessing that's not as, not, as, <laughs> not, as, not as given name. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking he changed that. <laughs> I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, sorry. So what is the Yeti? Some people think humans are leaving the footprints, but who would be walking barefoot in the snow? It's a good question. Some scientists think it might be a bear, but bears don't walk on two legs all the time. I like that. It's true. Why haven't any Yeti bones been found? Are you asking me? Because I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this. That's a great question. And one of the ones that I, um, so when I was at AlienCon, I was talking to uh, Bob Gimlin from the Gimlin Patterson, the main, you know, Bigfoot photo that everybody sees from the 60s. And I asked him that question. Um, I asked him, why does he think that no bones have been found? He says that he thinks that they're smarter. They're smart like people, maybe not as smart as us, but, you know, predecessors to people. So that they have, I mean, people have been burying their, their dead for centuries. So he thinks that that's all it is, that they're burying their dead. What do you think, man? Why don't, why haven't we found any Yeti bones? Maybe because they haven't been exploring that part of the mountain a lot. That's true. That could be as well. And if it's still snowing up there, yeah. that they could be under snow. Yeah. Ooh, so do you think since climate change is real... Do you think now that the snow is going away, you think we're going to start discovering Yeti bones up there? Maybe. Interesting. In 2009, American TV show host Josh Cates found some hair samples that have an unknown DNA sequences. Really? So Josh Cates, when he investigated it, found unknown DNA sequences in hair samples. Yes. And they already know all the stuff that's supposed to be up there. Mm-hmm. So... My theory is then, yeah, he found Yeti hair. Yeah. Yeah, of all people, Josh Gates. The, uh, there's a funny story there that I was reading about how uh, some of the, the local 
Yeti hunters for the area got real mad because he was only up there two weeks the exactly. first time he was up there when he first found the the first, the first set of footprints. So they're thinking, oh, there's no way this guy is legit. This has all got to be just BS. Absolutely no way this this guy could, who has a TV show could just come in here. TV show host goes and finds him right off the bat. Good luck, yeah, right, whatever. Exactly. And then he, he knocks it out of the park by coming back a few years later. That was, that was I think, two years in between when he, when he did those expeditions. Had to be about that, yeah. Um, he comes back the next time, finds hair samples, gets it tested, unknown DNA sequences. I gotta say, of the quote-unquote reality shows, which I consider his a reality show, I think his is the most real reality show. Sure, they have to reenact maybe finding stuff or doing that kind of thing, but I think the actual stuff that he finds is real. I think he is the integrity, because he's an archaeologist. I mean, he's got a degree in archaeology. Um, I think that, uh, I really think that he he's the real deal. I, I love Josh Gates. I think he's awesome. So, um, now, did you watch that, that Josh Gates special about the Yeti? That was about to ask my dad after this. Can we watch it? Oh yeah, you totally should because it's fantastic, and and it shows just how wild it still is up there, and how hard it is up there to find anything or to just be up there just as a person to be up there in in general. So, Elijah, what do you think? If it's not just its own thing, what else do you think it could be? A gigantopithecus. Okay, what's Maybe. that exactly? It's a... It's a giant... It's a precursor. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, supposedly one extinct between what? I think it might be a giant ape uh, called a Gigantopithecus that went extinct 9,000 to 10,000... 150,000? 150,000 years ago. So you think this thing... Just kind of went up on its own, and while we were becoming from monkey to human, this thing went up on its own and just kind of stayed and, and just sticks with its own people then? Maybe. Now, how many do you think are out there? Well, it's been here for a very long time. Uh-huh. Maybe, like, most of it probably went extinct so far. So, I would say about, maybe, like, one thousand more. Sure, sure. One thousand's a good breeding population. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure if in a remote region it has enough population to to, to sustain itself for this many years. There's got to be a number of them. Yeah. And that book that you were showing me yesterday was talking about how they don't live at the top of the mountain. They live in that alpine layer, the the forest alpine layer, which is above where the people live, but below where the top of the mountain is, and um. It was saying that they were eating um, some. Some of the reports that you showed me um, said that they uh, they saw the, the yeti picking uh, stuff off bushes. So maybe you think as far as food goes, uh, you got plants. Uh, some people said that there was uh, they were they eat moss, so they could supplement that meat eater diet with uh, sure with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, did you like just? Did you read about like maybe differences between what Bigfoot is and the Yeti is? Like, is are there similarities? Are there differences between the two? They're both ginormous. <laughs> so now, do you think that they are cousins? Do you think they're the same thing? That one just happens to live in the woods and one lives in the mountains? Do you think they're different? What do you think? I think they may be related to each other. All right. So like cousins. Yeah. All right. 
Now, what do you think? Here's the important, most important question of the episode. If a Bigfoot and a Yeti were to fight, who would win? Bigfoot. What? You're going with Bigfoot? All right, why? Because there's not a lot of rocks in the Himalayas. Well, probably there is. Ah, so you're thinking since the Bigfoot always throws rocks, he would have the the hand, the, he'd have the upper hand because he already knows to chuck a rock at the at the Yeti. Yeah. All right, that's a good answer. I like that. All right, so after all of your Yeti research, putting it out there, do Yetis exist? I think yes. You think yes? Now, do you think that we will find a living Yeti in your lifetime? Maybe not mine. Really? If climate change keeps happening, then maybe. Sure. So wait, do you think that the climate change is going to bring the Yeti farther down the mountain or higher up the mountain to be even farther away? I think higher up because more snow. Sure. So... If you had the opportunity to go on a Yeti, I won't say a Yeti hunt, a Yeti expedition, would you do it? Yes. Really? Even though it's like really cold, really high up, really, and you're, you know, looking for a ginormous hairy creature? If it isn't, like if I have like a gas mask. (laughs) Oxygen tank? Yes. uh, If I have that, then I think yes. Interesting. So now did you... Did any of the stuff that you discovered or read in the book or while you're doing the research, did any of it surprise you? Some of it. I didn't know that in 2009, Josh Gates went up there. You didn't realize that it was that recent? That people yeah. are still finding this stuff? Yeah. I'm with you there. I mean, it's it's amazing, especially like you just said, um, that you taught me that since the 1800s, they've been really looking for a Yeti. And... It's still happening to this day, and they're still finding stuff like the hair samples and the and the footprints. Now, do you think anybody, do you think any of the the locals that live up there could be faking some of the stuff? No. No. I don't think so. As I said, why would somebody be walking up there barefoot? I'm with you there, man. I wouldn't. It would just be so cold, and seriously, why? <laughs> I'm hey again. I'm with you. I think you're right. I don't. I don't see any reason for it to. I mean, I guess you could. There could be a couple people with like big fake footprints on their shoes or on their boots to try and drum up a little bit of tourism. But I can't imagine it's all all fake for tourism. But look how far it goes. back. That's exactly it. Back yeah. Then they would no. really be trying to trump that up. Because why would any? Why would there be any tourism anyway back then? So yeah, I'm with you. So on your studies, did you find out? what it eats or like you know what they think it eats or what it, where it lives or any information any speculations on that kind of stuff the first thing is says Himalayan mountains Siberia and Soviet Central Asia is where it lives mm-hmm. yep do you think it lives in caves or do you think it lives out out and just out and around probably caves because yeah. if you just live out and about it's going to be way too cold sure what do you think it eats? Probably just a... Maybe it eats meat. I was going to say, do you think it's a vegetarian or do you think it eats meat? I think it eats meat because you can't really find a lot of plants up there. That's true. 
I'll give you that. Yeah, that's true. So you got this ginormous meat-eating, scary, either white. What were the colors it could be? White. Pure white to brown or black. So you got a ginormous, either pure white, brown, or black meat-eating creature, and you're going to go up and invest. If you had the chance, you would go up and investigate it. Yes. I, I like everything about that. I would, too. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome to go and hunt. Now, what would if you could choose one cryptid to find, and then, you know, you actually find it, and you can say, they're, they're going to go, Elijah Henderson found, discovered, proved that this exists. What would it be? Would it be Yeti? Would it be Bigfoot? Would it be Loch Ness? I think Yeti. Really? Yeah. Even though it's all cold and snowy. See, I would say Bigfoot, because I can just go out in the woods. No, I guess you're right. <laughs> all right. Well, dude, I got to say, this was awesome. I learned some stuff. I think this is fantastic. You're welcome to be a guest host anytime you want, man. And I'm not just saying that. I'm serious. Anytime you want, anytime you're down here, you want to be a guest host, you're more than welcome to come on. In fact, I think the next one should be a patron exclusive. So only the patrons can hear it because I want, I want, I need people to pay for the content because I think you, I, I dig it. I think it's awesome. I dig this. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, well, thank you. First of all, let's all give Elijah Hendricks a hand. If you guys are Hendricks in a hand, if you guys are driving, don't, don't clap just yet. Just wait till you stop. But I want to seriously thank you for coming out and doing this. I think it's awesome. You did it. You were said you were nervous beforehand. You didn't sound nervous through this entire podcast. Were you, are you still nervous? Not now. See? See how easy this is? That, this is hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it. But yeah, no, you, you handled this like a pro. And you have Stitch jumping all over you during most of it, too. So you really handled it like a pro. Well, all right. So this was the very first patron guest host. Sorry, guys. You weren't patrons when you guest hosted. So he's the first patron guest host I've ever had. Uh, which means that I'll have to make him his own special patron guest host coin, exclusive to him and him alone. So unless he sells it on eBay, nobody else is getting that coin. This is Elijah Hendrickson, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Yeah, dude. You oh, nailed, it. nailed it. That's perfect. Nailed it. Awesome. I yeah. loved that. Three minutes and all of it.